Hey guys, welcome to Telling the Told and Untold. My name is Toho. So for today's case, we're going all the way to the Krugersdorp and this case happened in 2012. In 2012, Cecilia Stain decided to join a religious group called Overcomers Through Christ. So for the rest of the video, I'll just be referring to it as OTC. So she decided to join this religious group because she said that she needs deliverance from Satanism. So basically, OTC um, converted Satanists to Christianity. Cecilia was born in 1980 in Harrismith and dropped out of school when she was 15 years old and was once suspended for drinking. She claims that growing up, her father used to abuse both her and her siblings. The only job that she ever had was at a daycare centre. Her first husband was a foreigner and they only got married so that he could obtain um, a green card. And her second husband was Andrea Stein, who was a police officer. They were married for 15 years and had two children. At the time of this case, her son was 16 years old and her daughter was 12. Cecilia claims to have multiple personalities. She also says that she has superpowers. She also says that she's able to transform into a baby, a wolf and a vampire and is also apparently the 42nd generation of witches. Cecilia says that she has two beings living inside of her, Akisha and Anya. Anya is a three-year-old child and is just very pure at heart whereas Akisha is the dangerous one. She has the tattoo of the SACP Communist Party and also says that she was once a part of the ANC Women's League. She says that her father astral project her husband so that he could rape her. So that's basically her father just becoming her husband and then raping her and then also says that her father would send demons to rape her. She claims to have been flown to the moon once and that she is the bride of Satan and because she's the bride of Satan she goes through various rituals and these rituals are just to ensure that her and Satan are powerful in unholy matrimony. At the same time that Cecilia joined the church, Zach Valentine along with his wife Michaela and Miranda Stain joined the church. Miranda Stain has no um, family relation to Cecilia, it's just a coincidence that they both share the same surname, Stain. Zach Valentine was born on the 3rd of August 1985 and was brought up in a very stable and religious family in West Denoria. Zach studied actuarial sciences as well as mathematics at the University of Pretoria and completed his studies in London. He went there just for one year. Once he returned, he worked for APSA for four years and after this went to work for Discovery for three years. Around this time, he earned approximately 70000 per annum. 
he then left his job to start his own forex company. Zach had known Michaela for about five months before they got married and Michaela was a travel agent. At the time of this case, they had been married for about two years and had no children. Miranda Stain was a school teacher and was once married to Andre Hugo. They got divorced. They had two children, Marcel, who was a girl and she was seven years old at the time that she first met Cecilia alongside her brother LaRue, who was just 10 years old. After this, she got married to her second husband and the marriage really didn't go that well. It only lasted two years and it said that she didn't like her stepdaughter and eventually became physically aggressive towards her and on one occasion like physically sat on her just you know to cause pain. When Cecilia was part of the OTC she became really good friends with the leader Ria Groenfeldt but soon their relationship soured. Ria says that she would go to Cecilia's house often because Cecilia claimed that she was dying but at the same time that she was doing this Cecilia would often tell her that she was a pathetic Christian and would just talk bad about her in front of other members. Ria says that Cecilia would often drug her and she would wake up confused and disorientated. Cecilia would give her sleeping pills and when she woke up she had no recollection of the night before. On one occasion she woke up and she had calls from her students and asking her basically why she just called them at midnight but she didn't remember any of this. She also then found out that she had called herself from another cell phone. Ria eventually told the OTC members that she didn't trust Cecilia and Cecilia was a liar after she had told the members that Ria had beaten her up. She then cut off all contact with her. This angered Cecilia who decided to create a group called Electus Pedias. I hope I'm pronouncing that properly and it basically just means chosen by God. She recruited the Valentines which was Zach as well as his wife Michaela and Miranda Stain. Once they had formed the group they decided to go after members of the OTC. On the 2nd of July 2012 they placed homemade bombs under various OCT members cars but they never ignited the bombs because they were nearly spotted and decided to fled. A couple of days later on the 11th of July they successfully placed bombs near an OTC meeting. Fortunately no one was hurt. Later that month the group started a fire and damaged some windows at Lighthouse Christian Center. After this they placed a note at the gate of the center that said Ria who's going to protect you now. Throughout the month of July and August the members sent various OTC members as well as people associated with Ria threats. So Cecilia told the members of the Alexis Pedias that she ran an orphanage and this orphanage was for children who used to attend a satanic church however their parents took them out of the church because they didn't want them associated with such beliefs and then took them to Cecilia orphanage and Marcel Miranda's daughter says that this was the only reason that she decided to join the group because she thought that she was doing a good thing for these children who are part of this orphanage. As Cecilia became more and more obsessed with executing revenge against Ria, she decided to accuse one of the OTC members of praying a danger prayer, which basically just kills innocent children. So she decided to accuse Natasha Bacher, I hope I'm pronouncing that properly, who was 33 years old at the time of this case. 
So on the 26th of July 2012, Cecilia convinced the Valentines, Zach and his wife Michaela, to kill Natasha. So they went to Natasha's neighbor's flat, who was Joy Buzner, who was 63 years old and was also friends with Natasha. She made Joy write a letter to Natasha, basically to just come over when she had come back from work. When Natasha arrived, they stabbed both her and Joy to death. They had also slit both of their throats. Their next victim was Reynald John Edwin Bendix, who was a semi-retired pastor and someone that Rhea regarded as a mentor, as well as a longtime friend. He occasionally presented lectures at OTC. So on the 13th of August 2012, Zach Valentine and Miranda Stain disguised themselves as police officers and also wore wigs and they then entered John's house. They attacked John with an axe and he was stabbed multiple times. Miranda later said in court that this was her first kill and it really excited her and she just had an adrenaline rush. At this time, Michaela Valentine, Zach's wife, didn't want a part of the group anymore and wanted out. Cecilia and Zach, seeing her as a liability, decided that they had to kill her. So on the 4th of October 2012, Zach Valentine made sure that he had had an alibi for that day. So he went to work, but before he went to work, he put some tranquilizer in Michaela's coffee. He had given Miranda a set of household keys as well as the key for the remote. So that Thursday morning, Miranda, as well as her daughter, Marcel, who was 14 years old at the time, went into the Valentine's house and found Michaela on the bed. They then proceeded to bash her skull with a blunt object and stabbed her multiple times. She had been stabbed close to 60 times. After this, the group then decided to take a three-year hiatus. Towards the end of their hiatus, Alexis Padilla started running out of money and around this time Zach had already contributed about 2 million rands of his own money. Zach couldn't contribute any more money because he decided to start his own forex company and would receive money from both his parents as well as his in-laws. I don't know um, how the case around Michaela started but it's quite strange how he'd accept money from his in-laws knowing that he decided to kill his own wife. The group didn't mind giving Cecilia money because they assumed that this money was going to her non-existent orphanage. Cecilia then devised a plan to obtain money through insurance fraud, theft and murder. The group, believing that these crimes were for a good cause, participated in good faith. I'm not sure when the group decided to recruit a new member, but they did, and his name was John Bernard. John decided to set up a meeting with his employer, Peter Mayer, and he said that the meeting was just to discuss business. Some members say that Cecilia didn't know about these murders, but other members say that she's the one that orchestrated it. So on the 27th of November 2015, Valentine, Miranda and Marcel went to the mayor's house. They had tried going to the mayor's house um, a couple of times before this, but were unsuccessful because their kids were always home and on one occasion they weren't home. So on the day of 
So on the day of the murders, the mayors invited the three of them in. Miranda says that she wore long sleeves and jewelry just to hide her tattoos. And their plan was just to rob the mayors and then put them in their unfinished pool to hide their bodies. But things didn't go according to plan. And after this, Zach kind of just went berserk, berserk and started stabbing Peter as well as his wife, Yoan. As Zach was stabbing the mares, it said that Peter started reciting Psalm 23. Miranda then took the keys for the safe from Peter's belt and then wanted to go look for the safe. But Zach stopped her and told her that they had to get out of there because things didn't go according to plan. On their way home, they just started throwing all the evidence out of the window. Cecilia's next scheme involved faking Zach Valentine's death to get his life insurance payout of 3.57 million. I don't want to say it in words because hmm. they decided to befriend a street vendor whose name is Gerard Jackson. Gerard was engaged to Candace Ellison. Gerard and Candace had met at a psychiatric and rehabilitation center when Candace had been admitted there for her heroin addiction. And Gerard was there for his mental issues as well as his drug addiction. After they were both released, they unfortunately relapsed and lost their jobs. After this, they went seeking help at the Tower of Life shelter in Krugersdorp. To make money, they started selling chips and sweets outside the Net Care private hospital in Krugersdorp. One day they didn't have money and they saw two ladies walking across the hospital. So they went there and one of those ladies was Cecilia. Cecilia then bought all their stock. On another occasion, Cecilia saw both of them and invited them to her flat for coffee. Once they got there, they met Zach, Miranda, as well as Miranda's two children, Marcel, as well as LaRue. Cecilia claimed to be a psychologist at the Starkfontein Clinic where Gerard had been admitted before. They also spoke about God and how they had tried all the drugs that you could ever find, but through God they were able to overcome their addiction. After this, Candace and Gerard finally got their own place, but Gerard still frequented Cecilia's apartment. And Candace says this is because she believes that Gerard thought that Cecilia was just a good person and was someone that he could trust and confide in. On the 16th of December 2015, Gerard left with John, LaRue, as well as Miranda, and they had left for the Free State. They had left in two cars, one of those cars being Zach's Mercedes-Benz SLK. Before he left, Gerard looked Candace, who was heavily pregnant at the time, in her eyes and told her that he loved her. After this, he took his jacket and left. And this was the last time Candace ever saw him. On their way, LaRue strangled Gerard and they then left Zach's SLK on the R57. They placed Gerard in the driver's seat and set the car alight. Candace, however, was worried the whole night and continuously sent Gerard messages as well as called him, but they both went unanswered. The following day, Miranda identified Gerard's body as Zach's, and then they obtained a death certificate that they could use to get Zach's life insurance. And it just happened that Cecilia Stein was Zach's sole beneficiary. Zach then booked himself in the Herberg Hotel under the name Jacques de Villas. It was a fake ID. 
few days after this Candace went to Cecilia's apartment and once she got there she found Cecilia crying. Cecilia said that Zach had been involved in a car accident and was in a coma. Candace then asked about Gerard and Cecilia said that Gerard um, decided not to join them because he had other things to do. Candace then called the police and filed a missing persons report for Gerard Jackson. She also went to more trees to go look for his body as well as called his family. Two weeks after Gerard's disappearance, his daughter was born. When their baby was three months old, Candace got called by police investigators who say that the body that was involved in the car accident was not Zach Valentine, but was her missing fiance, Gerard Jackson. After this, the group decided to murder by appointment. So basically, Miranda LaRue, Marcel, as well as John would find a victim and set up an appointment under false pretexts. Um, they would then intimidate them to give them their bank cards as well as pins. After this, Marcel would go to the ATM and once they were sure that they had given them the correct pass word pin code they would then strangle them first victim was glenn mcgregor who was 57 years old at the time and he was a tax consultant in randfontein so on the 27th of january 2016 the four of them met glenn in his house marinda then told him that they were going to kill him and he just laughed after this he stood up and marinda shot him two times he fell to the ground and he couldn't get up and that's when Miranda asked him to transfer 6,000 rand to her account. He later died from his gunshot wound. They first tried to suffocate him with a plastic bag but that didn't work and after that Larry decided to strangle him. They then put his body in a bathtub and opened it so the water could run over his body and this was basically just to get um, rid of evidence. Their next victim was 67-year-old Anthony Schofield, who was also a tax consultant. So they basically um, held him at gunpoint and asked him to give them all his cards as well as pin codes. And they were able to withdraw 16,000 rands. After this, they strangled him and put him in the boot of his car. On the 26th of May 2016, they were able to lure 27-year-old Kevin McAlphin to their Krugersdorp apartment and he handed over his bank cards and they were able to withdraw 1,300 rands. After this, they also strangled him and put him in the boot of his car. A few days later, on the 30th of May, the group had their fourth victim, 52-year-old Hanli Latakhan, who was an estate agent. They were able to lure her to their flat, um, basically just saying that they had a business meeting. So she thought that she had a meeting with a potential client. She was also threatened and they were able to withdraw 3,000 rand from her account. She had already been reported missing around the same time, so police officers had um, cordoned off her car so they couldn't put her body in her car so instead they put her in their own car and drove her to a nearby graveyard where she was later found the next day the group also had two other killings that never materialized. Cecilia wanted to murder Ria Gruenfeldt's son, Joshua. However, the three people that she had tasked with the murder never pulled through. 
in 2015 they wanted to murder larue's father larue's father also happened to be miranda stain's ex-husband as well as marcel's father so larue says that he never had a relationship with his father because his mother would constantly tell him that his father didn't want him and his father didn't love him however when he turned 18 all of that changed and they started building a really good relationship they would go fishing together and build lots of things including cupboards Cecilia and his mother didn't approve of their relationship and told LaRue that his father's demons were sticking on to him and after this he stopped talking to his father for about a year so when money got tight Cecilia told LaRue that he had to kill his father for his life insurance apparently LaRue's father was allergic to bees so the plan was one day when they would go fishing Lam Leroux would just find a bee and put it in his father's drink. His father would drink it um, and then would have an allergic reaction. The other idea they had was to basically just, I think, poison him with a syringe. So the group was finally apprehended when Marcel was seen on CCTV footage withdrawing money from an ATM with one of the victim's cards. She was arrested alongside her brother, um, with also other criminal charges against them. After a series of interrogation sessions, LaRue finally decided to tell police officers what happened and the lives that they had taken. This then led to the arrest of Cecilia Stain, Miranda Stain, Zach Valentine and John Bernard. Cecilia Stain, Marcel Stain, and Zach Valentine were found guilty on 32 counts, including murder, fraud, and racketeering. Marcel's mother, Miranda Stain, pleaded guilty and is currently serving 11 life terms and 115 years in prison. Her brother, LaRue Stain, is serving 35 years, and John Bernard is serving 20 years. I think it's very interesting that Cecilia never carried out any murders, although she's the one that decided to start the group and recruit people. I think that kind of just shows you how she's able to manipulate people and also find people that are just easy to manipulate and naive.